idea here is to free up as much time as possible, focus on acquisitions, build your team, implement systems, and take massive action. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible, and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, Once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we've got an action packed uh, episode for you today. We're going to talk all about quite a journey that our guest has had and the quick success he's also um, gotten from a whole lot of action that he's taken and some bold moves too. With the show, as I'm sure you know, but if you don't, let me quickly tell you, we get to the heart of the investing advice that the best ever guests have. And we also, you know, talk through different scenarios that they've overcome um, to help you whenever you're doing your real estate investing, you know, see it, it help you overcome similar scenarios. We've talked to Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Barbara Corcoran, Shark Tank, and many others. So with us today, we've got Ross Alex. How you doing, Ross? Hey, what's happening, Joe? Great to have you on the show. And uh, Ross is based in Houston, Texas. I was telling him earlier, I was just in Houston a couple weeks ago, as I'm sure the best ever listeners know, or excuse me, a couple months ago, uh, seems like weeks, uh, to close on a a Houston apartment community. And Ross is 25 years old, and I'm going by his bio, so I'm describing him how he he was describing himself in the bio. He's 25 years old, and he made a life-changing decision to drop out of college, quit a bartending job, and move to Houston and get involved in flipping houses. He was broke, didn't have any experience, any education, no team, but he did have a desire to be successful. Fast forward only one and a half years later, and he runs two multiple six-figure businesses and flips three to five houses each month. So lots to talk about with Ross and really excited to hear 
his journey. So with that being said, Ross, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're doing now? Yes, absolutely. First off, I'd like to say, Joe, thank you so much for having me on the show here. This is awesome. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, the, the journey is pretty crazy, actually. I never thought that it would actually happen this fast. I want to flash, uh, you know, just uh, go back maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. And there was actually a moment in my life where I was sitting in college and I remember it was a history class and uh, I, I was actually not paying attention at the moment because I was just so, you know, distraught and upset at my situation. I was working 13, 14 hour bartending shifts. I knew that I had to go into work that night. And you know, I was just really looking at the big picture on where I was going in life and where my friends were going. And, you know, I knew I've always wanted to be massively successful. I wanted to live financially free. And I realized I, at, at my breaking point that what I was doing just wasn't going to work for me. Right. I wasn't uh, interested in spending six years in college only to get out and not know uh, what the next move was going to be. So uh, sitting in that class that day, I reached out to one of my idols, which is actually my uncle, who is a commercial real estate investor here in Houston. And uh, I reached out to him through text and I'm like, hey, look, you know, I'm here. I'm sitting in class right now. I'm freaking out. This isn't working. All my friends are, you know, graduating with master's degrees and I'm already, you know, five years behind. What do I do? And, uh, you know, he told me, he said, hey, Ross, I want to let you know one thing. The Mona Lisa is not going to make you a million dollars. And uh, he said, it's great, but it's just not going to get you what you want out of life. So what I want you to do is come out to Vegas with me this week and we're going to go to this life changing seminar. And, and I'm thinking, wow, this is awesome. Vegas. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, wait, I have work. I, how am I going to get there? Right? I can't call out of work. Uh, for those of you who've been in the restaurant industry, uh, it's really difficult to get out of working shifts. So um, I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to live the high life. I'm going to party it up. I'm going to, you know, take massive action. And I remember I just hopped on a flight, but I didn't have money to pay for it. So he actually paid for the flight for me. And um, I, I flew out there and it was everything other than what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be living a high life here. Uh, I'm actually staying off the strip in this place called the Alexis Park Motel. And I went to this three-day conference called uh, – it was actually by Marshall Silver. And uh, he's a stage hypnotist. He teaches people how to become millionaires. And this absolutely just changed my life. It was everything that I needed. I learned how to take massive action. I learned what it takes to make money and become a millionaire. So I remember I flew back to uh, to New York and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Houston. I don't care what I have to do. I'll do it. I'll do anything. I'm making it happen. So I packed one bag. I kissed my girlfriend goodbye. I kissed my mom goodbye. I flew to Houston and uh, here I am again in Houston and I still don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, OK, well, I don't know anything about real estate. What am I going to do? Uh, how am I going to get uh, get the millions? Right. What do I do here? And I remember I just started aligning myself with the right people. I started going to the networking events. I started reading the books. I found a mentor, uh, which was my uncle. And it's just been game over ever since. Okay. Wow. A lot, <laughs> whole, whole lot of follow-up questions for you. First, very tactical. And, and you're going to be like, out of all the questions asked me, why the hell are you asking me this one question? But <laughs> I'm just curious. Were you in the middle of a semester? Yes. 
and you just flat left and just you got just what incompletes for all those classes and <laughs> and like it what part of the semester were you in yes i was um i was halfway through the semester it was probably about what was it it was february of 2014 so actually it was about a month and a half into the semester so you kissed your girlfriend and your mom goodbye are what did your girlfriend say she was actually really really supporting uh, she she moved down to Houston with me, you know, a couple of months after that. But she was just like, you know, hey, look, I know this is what you want. And what you're doing right now is just not working. You're not happy. You're miserable. So just go do it. Wow. All right. So you packed one bag, flew to Houston, didn't know anyone. Um, you've got your uncle, thank goodness, as a mentor. How else specifically did you build your friendship network? Right. Absolutely. So um, the first thing that I knew that I needed was a team. And I knew that to acquire that team, I would have to do some networking. So I started Googling uh, networking events in Houston for real estate, for business, for entrepreneurs. And I was literally attending networking events five nights a week. And Mm. uh, I started just going out there and meeting people. I told people who I am and what I was looking to do. And actually, I was acting as if I had already done it, uh, but uh, I hadn't yet. So people were more interested in talking to me, you know, like, hey, this guy, whoa, this guy's going to go take over the world flipping houses (laughs) because I was literally going to the events and I was saying, hey, look, I'm going to go flip 100 houses this year and I need to build this team. Right. So uh, people were getting really excited. So you went to networking events. What were some of the, the networking events? Were they all real estate focused? Not all of them. Not all of them. We do have probably about three RIAs here in Houston that I was attending And then I was going to some entrepreneur meetups and just business meetups as well. Primarily real estate, but not all real estate. When you attend a RIA, let's let me be a a little um, a little mini Joe on your shoulder as you're walking in the doors of the RIA. Sure. What will I see you do as soon as you walk in the doors? Well, when I was going to the RIAs, I need I have metrics so I know who I need to talk to, who I'm looking for. So I have a bunch of business cards. I walk in there and I start networking as much as possible. So I go up to people and I say, hi, how are you? My name's Ross. They tell me their name. I say, you know, what do you do? And I hear I hear about them and what they do. And based off what they tell me, I go ahead and tell them what I do and what I'm looking for. I get their business card as fast as possible. And then I move on to the next person. Okay. Which is interesting because I take the exact opposite approach whenever I whenever I go to meetings. That's why I was curious to hear your approach. And clearly it's effective for you. Yes. Uh, my, my approach is I want to get to know one person very well. And that's really it. And of course, I'll talk to other people, but I'm more focused on you know, having connecting with one person in in a you know kind of a longer term conversation. So you take a more shorter approach with the conversations in, in your approaches to get to as many people as possible. And you said there's metrics. What are the metrics that you give yourself? Yes. So for example, if I know that I need to find some private lenders, I may say, okay, I need to talk to three people that are potentially private lenders. I also want to add five new people to my buyers list. So I need to talk to five wholesalers or five rehabbers. Right. And I also need to find, let's say, a general contractor. So I want to go up to some rehabbers once I identify that they are a rehabber and then ask them who they're using for their rehabs and build that connection. Got it. Okay. 
And so basically people who are buying it properties, people would lend you the money and people help fix them. Yep, absolutely. Okay. And as far as you know, the the other entrepreneurship or business meetups that you attend, what were your goals there? Primarily at those events, I was looking for business, you know, like-minded individuals that are involved in, uh, you know, businesses and entrepreneurs, primarily looking to raise capital for deals, for rehabs. Okay. How did that work out for you? It actually worked out really well. I remember I was at this one event and uh, it was in Midtown Houston. We were at this bar and everybody's talking about their tech startups. And I saw this one gentleman that was just by himself. So I go up to him. I start talking to him. And he was actually there for his son who was working on a tech startup for a mobile app. So I tell him, hey, look, I'm in real estate. This is what I do. Turns out that he had been in real estate a few years back. And he was looking to get started again, and he had about $100,000 to get started. So it worked out really well. You know, you never know who you're going to meet at these networking events. Did he end up helping fund deals? He actually didn't. I didn't pursue it specifically for this gentleman. You know, just at the time, we had a couple of projects going on already. And but yeah, I mean, I passed it off to one of my uh, one of my students and why wouldn't you pursue that if you've if you've got someone who's got a hundred thousand dollars and you regardless of if you're flipping three to five houses a month, why wouldn't that be beneficial for you? Right. Awesome question, Joe. So uh, we have uh, we are flipping um, about three to five houses right now. At the time, we weren't during this. You know, when I met this gentleman, we were doing about one to two houses every 90 days and we just didn't have the deal flow coming in yet where I can take his $100,000 and just put it into a deal. And I had already built up some uh, some relationships with some other private lenders who are just lending out like slot machines. So it was kind of like, hey, where, where am I going to put this guy? And what are the terms of the private lenders who are lending out the money? The terms, uh, I shoot for 2 and 12. So we'll do two points up front, 12% annual. Uh, it's not always like that, of course. Private money's not cheap. The way I like to look at it, Joe, is if I'm making money on the back end, I'll pay the price that it costs for the money. So you start, you built your team, and then once you had your team, how'd you get going in a market that you were new in? Right. So awesome question. Well, one of the people that I had on my team was actually a broker. And um, I wasn't really doing the off-market stuff as much. I was looking to do the on-market foreclosures and and, and rehab those. So I had a broker that was an expert in his area sending me deals. And that was actually the first deal. It was in LaPorte, Texas. I bought it for $65,000. We put $17,000 into it and sold it for $105,000. And how much time did that take? It took 90 days. Okay. And what was a couple things that you learned from that first project? Awesome question. The first, uh, one of the most important things that was the first flip I did was that I needed to be present and I really didn't understand the magnitude of what I was doing. It kind of seemed surreal that I actually just bought a property using none of my own cash and now I'm technically the owner on it. So I need to be there uh, as much as possible. And I learned that after the fact. And also, uh, when you're buying real estate, it's really important to to take into account that you're going to be having to drive there. This property was about an hour and 20 minutes away from my house. So I started to ask myself, hey, you know, do I really want to do a three hour round trip every single day to drive out to these properties? So I started being a little more strategic 
on where I was buying. So that was really, really powerful for me. When you got the first place done and successfully sold, then, well, first off, how'd you find your buyer on that first property? Sure. The The property was a rehab, uh, was a retail rehab. So we found the buyer off MLS. My broker handled that. And once you got that sold, then what'd you do with the money? We actually, we, well, we paid off our lender. We took the money. Here I am with a couple thousand dollars and I'm thinking I'm a, I'm a, I'm a freaking rock star. I'm a millionaire already. I have like $10,000 in my pocket because I had a partner as well. I was ready to go do the next one. We were already on to the next one. We were like, hey, we got to go find another property. Let's buy it. We got to do this 10 more times. And at what point did you go from flipping a house every 90 days to doing three to five a month? What would you attribute that to? Well, we really started doing a lot of off-market stuff, uh, using postcards, doing a lot of direct mail campaigns, and uh, just throwing up bandit signs in the area. So once the off-market stuff started coming in, I still had a bunch of brokers that were giving me pocket listings. I mean, to this day, they come in every single day. So we needed to go find more money so we can have more buying power. We uh, kind of expanded our crew a little bit so we can handle more projects at one time. And it kind of just happened. The team has gotten bigger and uh, the systems are, are more in place than ever. Ross, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? To implement systems into your business. Systems, systems, systems. A lot of people like to get started in this business and they want to do, uh, you know, they want to save a couple thousand dollars here. They want to save a couple hundred dollars here by doing things on their own. The idea here is to free up as much time as possible, focus on acquisitions, build your team, implement systems and take massive action. What systems or what components of your system would you say have been most effective in your business? Absolutely. Number one, patlive.com. 24-hour virtual receptionist service that answers all my seller, uh, all my motivated sellers when they call into the business. So that allows me to not spend time on the phone. The second one is clicktomail.com. They handle all the direct mail, literally thousands and thousands of postcards where I don't have to write envelopes anymore and lick postage stamps anymore. It's a done-for-you system. And then also, my I use a local company here called Real Acquisitions. Uh, and they have a database of millions and millions of addresses here. So we automatically just pull our list with one click and then get those out. How did you end up going with patlive.com, clicktomail.com, and real acquisitions whenever you have other options? Sure. Well, I was actually at a Robin Thompson workshop and she was preaching about Pat Live and I had known I, I didn't know that something like this even existed. So I kind of just jumped on board that same day and I've been using it ever since. And uh, so that's Pat Live. It's not cheap, uh, but it's it's very well worth it. Uh, I, know, I know there's some other services out there that are great as well. So w- the idea is just to have a phone answering service at the end of the day. Uh, Clicktomail.com. I remember me and my girlfriend were, were sitting at the dinner table a couple nights a week literally handwriting envelopes with addresses and I was driving to the post office and I and it was just taking so much time hours and hours and hours so I said to myself I'm like look there has to be a better way because this is not scalable we're doing a couple hundred now and it works but what happens when we're going to do 5000 10000 direct mail pieces there has to be a company out there that can do this for us and that's when I started to sift through a couple of them local companies and some uh, yellowletter.com 
com. And then I found clicktomail.com and it was so easy, so simple. And it, they, they went the, the, the direct mail pieces went out in like two or three days and I've been using it ever since. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. What would you say is the best ever book that you've read? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. We talked about an amazing personal growth experience. What's the best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? Going to the three-day conference by Marshall Silver, The Turning Point, teaching me money-making principles, how to be effective, how to be proactive, how to produce. What is a principle or something that you learned from that seminar that you're applying now? Making money is not difficult. It's different. Ah, interesting. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, a lot of people think that it takes, uh, you know, years and years and years and years and and doing all these things and and having these degrees and and just so much stuff to make money when in in actuality, you just got to do things that other people aren't actually willing to do, right? It takes takes sacrifice. It takes certain characteristics uh, to become successful and make lots of money. You know, not going out on the weekends, reading instead of watching TV. Uh, all these things come together to achieve a desired result, which, you know, uh, essentially leads to making more money. With the not going out on the weekends and reading instead of watching TV, do you still have your girlfriend? Yes. How does that work if in a relationship, <laughs> you know, when, whenever you're like, I, I can't go out on the weekends, I got to work. And I know you want to watch this movie, but I'm actually going to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> well, you know, was, uh, I, I have such a supporting girlfriend. So, you know, if I'm in the room and I'm doing a training or if I'm reading a book, she's probably watching the Kardashians or, you know, something in the other room. So that works OK. As far as going out, we try to find the medium here, you know, where we can go out, we can enjoy ourselves. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. So I would say it works out really well. Uh, and often if I have to go to properties, she tags along with me. She loves it. It's exciting for her as well. What's the best ever deal you've done? Best ever deal I have done is going to be my third deal. It was in Friendswood, Texas on Sage Willow Drive. We completely turned this house around. We bought it for a rock star price, way under asking price. And uh, What's the rock star price? We, we bought it for actually, uh, what was it, 78000 78000 we put about 30000 into it and sold it for a little over 170. Took about 90 days and uh, it was the first ever property that I flipped that I seen a complete transformation. Do you sell your properties through a real estate agent every time? Yes, yes. Uh, my mantra is if you bring me a deal, you can sell the deal for me. Nice, nice and clean and simple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to build relationships here and, and loyalty is really important in business. So if I have brokers that are working on their end to bring me pocket listings before anybody else sees them, I truly believe that they get that they deserve to sell it for me as well and earn that commission on the back end. What's the best ever way you like to give back? Best ever way I like to give back is teaching students. I actually have a uh, educational pro, uh, you know, program where I bring people on. I take them on property tours and I teach them 
the exact principles and the exact strategies that I used to get to where I am today. And uh, I like to do that for people. And what would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Joe, this is a tough one here. This is a tough one. The biggest mistake I've made in real estate was trying to make an extra couple thousand dollars. We actually, we held off on accepting a couple offers on one of our rehabs because we felt that we can get more. And uh, turns out that when the appraisal came back, it was a little lower than what we wanted. We lost out on a couple of buyers. The property sat for, I think, three to four months extra. I almost went underwater on that deal. Uh, we walked away with very little money from the closing table. And uh, I think that was my biggest mistake. When you have an opportunity to sell and if you're close enough, then pull the trigger and move on to the next one. Absolutely. Volume. Volume. What's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me is on Facebook or email. Uh, you can find me at Facebook, Ross Alex. And uh, my email is ross at flippinginaction.com. I check those daily. So, yeah, it's the best place to reach out to me. Joe, I've been periscoping a lot also. You guys oh, yeah? me on Periscope. Yeah, Ross Alex. Okay. Well, you can see what it's like to to live a day in Ross's shoes. Yes, absolutely. And maybe um, if you're at home, then if your girl's one's watching TV, then you can also follow along and watch the Kardashians as well. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ross, for being on the show, talking about your experience and your bold move from living in upstate New York, as someone who is from the city, New York City would say, to moving to, to Houston on on a whim almost i mean you went to vegas and and you got the inspiration but you already it was already kind of bubbling it sounds like whenever you're sitting in that class you know working 14 hour bartending shifts and and going to school and the things that you learned at the event uh where as you said making money is not difficult it's different so you have to do things other people are not willing to do not going out on the weekends uh, reading and not watching tv I totally can empathize with that. You know, people call me crazy for doing a daily podcast. Well, the podcast benefits me in about 12 different ways. So it's, it's, it's not a, a luxury for me. It's, it's a must because I'm meeting so many people. One of the main ways is I'm meeting so many people like you and I'm learning your story and how you got to where you're at. And I'm, I'm just studying it. And I'm able to kind of apply certain things that you do. In particular, one of them is uh, when you started out in the new market, you attended you know, five events a week on average. And that's incredible. I thought I was doing a good job by simply creating an event, a meetup in Cincinnati when I moved here about three months ago. But I really need to start attending more meetups and from not only real estate, but then business and entrepreneurship stuff. So, you know, just, just tidbits like this um, certainly are, are going to be a f- helpful for the best ever listeners and myself. So I, I sincerely appreciate that. Appreciate that. And then thanks for talking about how you scaled your company by implementing the systems and, you know, sharing the, the three resources that you use, patlive.com to answer all motivated sellers, click to mail to handle your direct mail, and then your, your local group, real acquisitions for the database stuff. So thanks for being on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Joe.
Best ever listeners, do you remember episode 195? It's titled How to Become a Billion Dollar Developer. Um, quite a, an impressive title. Well, imagine the man behind that title, Mark Massia. He's a friend of mine. I met him in New York. Oh, I met him through this show, and then we um, just really hit hit it off in New York whenever I was living there. He has a company, Massia Development. You can check it out at M-A-S-C-I-A-D-E-V.com. And it's not for everyone, but if you're interested in investments in retail and medical office, so only retail and medical office that provide stable cash flow, then you need to talk to him. Talk to Mark. You can email him directly at invest at M-A-S-C-I-A-D-E-V dot com. That's invest at com. He's a great guy, really accomplished. And if you're into uh, investing in retail and medical office, stable cash flowing properties, then you need to talk to him. I'm not making any commissions off of this. I just, I, I believe in what he does and I believe in him and uh, highly recommend you talk to him if that's what you're looking for.